Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Kaylin. And this is K-Pop Love Affair. This week we're discussing RM's official solo debut album, Indigo. Welcome back to another week of K-Pop Love Affair, the podcast. <laughs> um, we're finally getting around to discussing RM's solo debut. So good. So good. Literal perfection. But before, we always have our K-Pop news because there's always something happening in the world of K-Pop. And this time, the K-Pop news is about our very own Jimin Shi. <laughs> Two things. One, his magazine cover with W Korea. Oh, right. And then, of course, his collab. I love how everything's always spoiled beforehand, so I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, certain things, you know, it's like it's a lie. Like, people are just making this stuff up. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. it's happening. People were talking about it beforehand. Yeah. So we're starting off 2023 strong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your favorite funk member? Let me tell you what. It's going to be a chaotic time when it's his solo. <laughs> when yeah. it's his solo stuff. I'm not, not going to lie. You're going to be feeling it. It was it was already enough of just him clapping. So basically I was just like, you know what? It's not, yeah, it's not going to be good when it's <laughs> only his stuff. It's going to be. Gonna be, gonna be tough for you. Um, the magazine W Korea. I'm like only Hobie has done that when he did his had his solo promotions. I don't think any other member not has a, done yeah, a cover, not a solo cover. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Six covers. That's a lot because I'm like, let's see. Wait, Hobie. I think he had three. I'm trying to remember. I don't. It was last summer. I think he had three covers because he had like a close up and two like further away ones. Um, but um, Jimin has six, and I was just like, "Can I get all six? Is that too much? <laughs> if I get all six, but I got two. <laughs> I, I I stopped myself at two. Pre order comes out next month, and I think there's gonna be some more like behind the scene videos and. Other stuff dropping before the actual official release. Right, that would make sense. It was funny, the little teaser they dropped, and it was like, guess who? And I'm like, duh. <laughs> um, unless you Quite went clear. under a rock, I think you know who that is. It's very specific voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I saw something in passing, because you know everyone has repost stuff like a million as it drops. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I, I just kept going. I was like, the same, the same gym. I don't know what this is. I'll come back to this. And then I saw something else. I was like, wait, 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 time out. Roll it back. What's going on? He's covering what? <laughs> yes. It's exciting stuff. Um, we already briefly discussed before the podcast what we were talking talking about his um his collab. So I mean Tay Yang. Tay No, it's Tay Yang. You know, I feel like I heard some people calling it Young, and I was like, I thought it was Yang. Um, Young. I thought Young was like Young from NCT, like so it's with an O. 
But then some people so were like, saying Taeyong, but from Big Bang, they're like, Big Bang's Taeyong. So then I'm like, oh. so is that how you pronounce it? Were these Korean people who were saying it that way or American I don't, people? I th- they're probably American. I mean, I don't, it seems like they don't pronounce their A's as O's the way we True. do, like an O sound. So I would think it's Taeyang. Oh, Taeyang. Yeah. Um, well, however you pronounce his name. <laughs> Taeyang of Big Bang fame. We'll say Taeyang. It sounds so like foreign, like say I'm so used to saying Taeyang from mm. NCT, so like switching it's throwing me for a loop. But um I feel like everyone knows that song. I don't remember what the title was, but the bang bang bang. I think that's the name of it. Oh that is the name. <laughs> I like even my friends, some of my friends know that. Cause I mentioned Oh, they just saw my post about the collab, and then and I was like, "Oh, it's Taeyang from Big Bang." I don't know, and they're like, "Big Bang Bang." <laughs> so it's like, I feel like everybody kind of knows that song. Yeah, it's, it's so called funny. Bang Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, people were talking about just the fact that they collab. They never would have seen it coming because they're such an iconic, you know, OG group, I guess. But I feel like that also makes sense as to why you would see it because well, BTS is the most famous and probably will remain the most famous k-pop group in history so why would they not collab with the greats of k-pop i think because they're from different like agencies as people were saying agencies i was thinking like arrows or whatever no no no. like they're not from the same agents i'm like do i don't know do collabs normally happen Mm. same agencies only like i don't know i think that's probably more likely but i mean bts is always doing their own thing yep but i feel like coming from a western standpoint of view any artist would most artists would be happy to collab with artists who were popular 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. This is a popular artist, you know, um, you, you would look at it as a positive thing to mm-hmm. collab because a lot of times these artists are the ones that are, have inspired the current ones. Right. People were showing clips of Jim and um, singing his stuff or rapping his stuff mm-hmm. like when they were first debuting and stuff. So like, Oh, he's always been a big fan and stuff yeah. of that group. So, I mean, yeah, that's just what people are saying. I'm just like, nothing is too hard to believe. Once you reach a certain level, like, people want to collab with you. Right. So, because that boosts theirs. Right. Because, you know, their heyday is done. Right. But they're still going to have their fans. But obviously, when um, artists who were on top 20 years ago collab with artists who are on top now, that that can introduce their music to a whole new group of people. This has been six years since he did release music. Mm. So... He's like, I need something. <laughs> I need something to boost me <laughs> coming back. Cash flow. That's <laughs> to make a living. Yeah. Um, yeah, the song is, I feel like the song is kind of like a basic song. Like it's nothing like too yeah. elaborate. It definitely um, has an old school old feel. Old school feel. With the way the drums are. I would dare say it really is a Jimin song <laughs> featuring Taeyang. <laughs> That sounds terrible, but I mean, I just, that's just the feeling I get. Yeah. He's saying a lot of the stuff. And the song is yeah. so short. Right. I felt like Tang just had the first verse. And the first he, chorus. I was about to say in the first mm-hmm. chorus. Then Jimin came in. I mean, I guess it kind of is equal, I guess, because Jimin had his verse. Yeah. Then the bridge and the chorus, right? So he's just like one extra part. Right. With the bridge. Well, actually, I guess you're, you know what? Never mind. It is pretty. That's why it's so short. (laughs) They both have a verse, a bridge. They both have a verse. They both do the chorus. The bridge starts with Jimin, but actually towards the end, he does come in. in. He did because he did a little note. It's just about Jimin for you because it's just about Jimin for you. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. 
Um, so that's why I'm like. So yeah, for me personally, the song. the song was fine. I just felt like, oh, the song is fine. If Jimin wasn't on it, I would not put it on my playlist. I do plan to put it on my playlist, but I'm interested to see how often I'll revisit it. But I mean, Jimin's voice on the bridge alone is reason to revisit. <laughs> So good. And he sings in the lower register when he first comes in. So that's also kind of different coming from him. So, Which he only really did that more towards the beginning of their career. Right. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's not a song I'm like, oh, this is so good. But it's also like I don't hate it or have a problem with it either. I'm just kind of indifferent towards it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But I'm happy for, for Jim and G. Getting his musical collabs started. Mm-hmm. I just basically just left me like, I need more. <laughs> You're ready for his solo work. Why was it two minutes and 59 seconds? It was very short, yeah. They could have done the chorus one more time, I think. It wouldn't hurt. <laughs> it was like the bridge goes, and you're like, ah, this is a beautiful bridge. And they go into the, the chorus, and it's like, done. Yep. So they could have, re- I think they should have repeated <clears throat> the last chorus one more time. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. People love their little short songs these days for whatever reason. Because people's attention span due to technology and social media is getting shorter. Yeah, but that's a problem because I still want to hear long songs. Yeah, it's definitely not seven minutes long, but like (laughs) a good four minute song, three or four minute. I I would say three and a half. At least three and a half minutes. Three and a half. To me, that's the average, average length of a song where it feels full and it's like, okay, yeah. Tired of these little, oh, my little EP dropped 25 minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes. Like, what? Your song is 60 seconds long. <laughs> uh, hate that, but yeah, it's solid. I, I give it a solid, a solid B. Plus. Yeah, I agree. It's I not quite good. an A, but it's yeah, solid. It's solid. For it sure. did It did what it needed to do. <laughs> it did what it needed to do. And all of a sudden, he found his Instagram password and was posting. Oh, yeah, I saw people make that statement, yeah. I'm like, oh, now you know the password. I mean, he's he's promoting. You have to post when you're promoting. I know. And he posts on Weavers, like, oh, I'll be back soon. Like, oh, sure, up. whatever. <laughs> be quiet. Be quiet. Thanks for your patience. I'll be back soon. Whatever. You don't have any <laughs> Six obligations months now. months later. <laughs> right. Now that they don't have, like, group scheduling, it's like you really have no yeah. obligation. And to... he's just clearly not one of the members that enjoys posting frequently. Which mm-hmm. is mainly RM and Hobie. Yeah. I think are the most frequent posters. Pretty much. So I'm like, clearly they're doing that because they want to. The other members are like, we good. <laughs> Don't even get me started on JK. The occasional drop. Don't even get me started on JK. Yeah. JK is not about... I feel like he's not about the technology period. Because I know they've mentioned before that he's the person least likely to respond to text messages and stuff. So... He's one of those probably face-to-face kind of people is about it. I feel in some way that that's kind of good, especially, like, if you start in this industry so young and, like, the way they did it with, like, being heavily connected to social media. So mm-hmm. then it's, like, when you're not working, you're just not on it. Yeah. You're not on your phone, you're not on technology, you're just chilling. Well, that that's a good, sense. like, yeah. line to have. Because re- when you're, like, working, which is a lot when you are, it's nonstop filming, mm-hmm. recording, yeah. sharing, pictures just like a lot yep so i think it makes sense i think so but anyway that was the k-pop news for today i don't think there's anything else that major that happened that i wanted to talk about i can't think of anything 
Um, <clears throat> so that's that's really it. So now we can merge into the topic of discussion. <sighs> RMs, Indigo. Mm. I had high expectations for this. High expectations because um, his previous mixtapes, you know, they're so well done. You know, he just, mm-hmm. even BTS, like his writing stuff on there, producing, like he's just so good. So I'm just like, this better be an excellent album. <laughs> I honestly didn't have high expectations. I was definitely looking forward to it and curious, but I love mono, but I love upbeat music more. Mm. So I just wasn't sure the type of album he was going to produce and if it was going to be more along the lines of mono. I knew that I would probably like it, but not love it. Um, so this you love? This I love. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mono, I honestly have not revisited in a while. Um, it's, I mean, I do love it. There are songs on there that I love, but I just have to be in a specific mood to mm-hmm. listen to that type of music. And most of the time I'm in the mood to listen to very upbeat music and it's just not. So I just don't find myself going back to it, even though I think it's a great album. And there are some songs on there I do love. But I'm just rarely in the mood to listen to chill music like that. Yeah. So I was just curious. I felt like it should be different because most of the time, it just seems like historically they're putting out different stuff. True. You know, from the ones that have put music out before, they're kind of putting out something. Well, I'm just talking about Hobie. Like the um, rap line, basically. Right, the rap line. Each of their offerings has been a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was curious. I didn't I didn't really expect like Mono 2.0 or anything, but I still was just like, well, let's just see. But yeah, I mean... I mean, I had no idea what to expect. Like mm-hmm. you said, because they change usually each time. Right. I'm just like, is he really wanting to stay in the Mono kind of vibes? Like, I don't know. Even though he the one song he released since then, Bicycle. Similar chill vibes. chill vibes. Yeah. So I'm just like, hmm, is that where you're gonna stick to? Like I have I'm you know, high expectations but also like expecting not knowing what to expect because it's like he could go completely different mm-hmm. or he could stick to this chill vibe he seems to like really love now. Right. Um, so I mean listening to all is like shook I'm like, Whoa this yeah. is completely not what I expected at all. Yeah. We can start with first just the title track Wildflower, Flower, just like the initial watch when it first dropped. Um, like, I mean, I was in, just moved. I definitely teared up um, yeah. seeing the music video and listening to the song. It just has a very uh, sweeping, like broad sound, but it also has a nostalgic sound. It's just so beautiful. Um, so yeah, and I thought that it was, you know, filmed really well. It wasn't too, it wasn't too flashy or over the top, which makes sense. You know, K-pop is usually known for bright colors, crazy, you know, interesting outfits, lots of transitions, things like that. So it was definitely a lot more simplified, but still had, to me, an impact, you know, Mm -hmm. with the the traditional Korean fireworks that he used and being in the field with all the flowers and um, the scene with him on like on the stage as BTS. It was just... Yeah, that scene on the yeah. stage, that's the, that's the one that got me. No, my favorite scene was the flowers. Him in that field of flowers, like the beauty of all of that, plus the beauty of the song. It was just so 
emotionally overwhelming. I'm trying to remember the flowers. Was that after he was on the stage? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was, think it was interspersed. I think there was some scenes before, but the scenes that really stuck out to me was after that. It was like a building. It was building. So it's like once we reach the part of him on stage and then then going to the flowers, like the those scenes, mm-hmm. then it's just like I'm done. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was crazy. That's definitely my favorite song on the album. Oh really? Yes. Wildfire Wildflower is my favorite song. For sure. Even hearing the initial child track, I still was like I still don't know what, what this album's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Cause right, because it's like not really upbeat per yeah. se. Like, but it's not like pull, sad. But it's also not sad. chill. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I loved it. Still love it. I love Eugene's voice on there. I think that was, was a great pick. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fit the song so well. Her voice had so much emotion in it, and her background is rock, so it kind of has like that power almost like yelling you know but it's controlled I just I mean it was perfect and then of course I've seen a lot of clips and about him talking about the album and all the interviews and stuff and he pretty much said it was the song that took the longest to complete I have that in my notes and I feel like I can see why and it paid off yeah and I think it was the perfect song to lead the album as a single yeah I mean you need to watch that the magazine film, I think they call it, where he like goes song by song, breaking right. it down, and like each of the people he collabed with are in it okay, and talking yeah. about it. It's so good. Um, and like you said specifically Is with that, that on the channel, yeah, on it's the channel? on the okay. on this on the BTS channel. BTS channel. Um, yeah, I haven't he, really. I've only seen clips. I know there's so much stuff out there, but I haven't. Yeah, I feel like it. when his stuff was starting to release, I was feeling a little bit of like just fatigue of like consuming mm-hmm. k-pop content yeah. so even though i was excited to see his stuff i'm just like i just don't have it in me to watch anything so i just recently right. finished like everything that yeah. was released um because i was just like i can't do this right now. <laughs> it's just too yeah. much i'm just like i'm on overload okay um but yes he had said this is the longest song he worked on um since 2016 2017 i think he started working on it i remember him saying it took three years um, i think he worked on it for three years he said that idea of like that wildflower i forgot where he said he heard it from hmm. but or got inspired by that part and then that just where it, that's where it started and yeah he just really wanted this song to be a specific song like a specific way so it took him a long time and actually another interesting thing about that is the producer on that the producer on that um, Doc Skim mm-hmm. he literally was about to be like quitting producing oh wow like he was just done that's what right. he said and you know Armin was like please. he wants you to be on this <laughs> yeah, please please, please. Do this for me. <laughs> and then basically working on this song just like really inspired him and he's like he wanted to keep going producing oh my goodness that's why I said you have got to watch the magazine film that's all that man knows how to do is inspire. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, wow, that's beautiful. That's wow, so that beautiful. really is. But if you watch the video, you see how it real like Doc Skim, like mm-hmm. you felt the emotion, like it really mm-hmm. that process really meant a lot to him. Yeah. So that just made the song just even more special. Which so I would definitely agree that 
it's one of the top songs on the album and I think this is gonna be one of the songs you always look back to for mm-hmm. far as his legacy like wildfire oh, for yeah. sure yeah um <clears throat> yeah great great I was definitely like you said moved when I first heard it. I was just so in shock because I didn't I didn't know what to expect and when it when it was this I was like what and then I started reading the lyrics I was like wow that's oh my too goodness! Much. We could literally do a podcast just on the lyrics of that song. Just there's no way break down each song. Yeah, episode many I mean, episodes discussing well, this, that one specifically. One, yeah. I went through and kind of put down my thoughts for each song. Right. But when it came to that, I was just like, I'm not even gonna try because literally, I I feel like I have something to say about every line of that <laughs> song. It's oh, just, I, I, it's just a lot. So all I can really say is that. Man, it just, I just feel like it perfectly encapsulates what it's like to be human and mm-hmm. all of the the thoughts and things that you think and go through, mm-hmm. wanting to leave a legacy. I think that's a big thing for him. So for I feel sure. like mainly for him, the song is about wanting to leave a legacy and being like, um, not wanting to be like a firework, you know, something that burns brightly but for a short time and then fizzles yeah. out, but wanting to be something that is humble and beautiful, you know, like a wildflower. And to me, which has more staying power, you know, yeah. more lasting power than um, a firework. Um, but yeah, there are just so many lines in there that speak to me. Um, but I think my my favorite line is, I do wish me a lovely night. Mm. That's my favorite line because, um, man, it's, it's just like, I just it just hit me like sometimes... You're the only person in your life that can speak well of yourself. Like yeah. there, there's times when you may be down or depressed or things are going on and you wish that somebody was there to kind of like cheer or uplift you. But sometimes no one is there. So you have to cheer and uplift yourself. That's yeah. how I took that line. And yeah, every time I hear it, I, it just makes me smile. I love it. But yeah, I literally could do a whole podcast just on that song alone. But if you guys have not, please check out the lyrics of that song. It's It has all of RM's um, classic, you know, cl- it's classic RM as far as the wordplay, um, the deeper meaning. I also looked up the lyrics through Dulcet Lyrics mm-hmm. online. She's a, a BTS fan and she posts lyrics and she's uh, South Korean, so... She's able to give like that little extra cultural umph to the lyrics that, you know, would go over most of us as international fans, our heads. So that makes it even more like, wow. Um, so yeah, it's it's an epic song. It's I mean, I don't know, it may end up being like my favorite RM song ever. Really? Yeah. I mean Yeah. I'm trying to think of his whole discography. So I far. mean, there are songs he has as Rap Monster that really I good. love as well because that in general is more my style. Like I said, mm-hmm. I like upbeat music. I like hard, hard, like pump, pump it up. Let's get, you know, hype music. But I just feel like overall when it comes to lyrically, just talking about life and in such a beautiful way, um, I don't think anything would top that for me. Well, I guess we could go back to back to track one, right? <laughs> and the, in the his album is definitely one I I play from beginning to end. 
it works yes, really well it's even very though each one is a different, different style sound. Yeah, and that's what like he said sound. he decided just to do whatever he wanted to do so each song actually is a different vibe overall um but it all but flows it tells together story. so well it tells a story, tells story yeah. so where wildflower is in the line of songs towards the end is like it's like perfect mm-hmm. second to last um on there so it makes sense once you hear the whole body of work mm-hmm. um but let's start with track one which is yoon featuring erica badu i was surprised when i saw it i was like oh yeah. you got erica mm-hmm. what I'm when i saw that i was really interested to hear yeah. the sound because of course erica has a very specific yeah sound soul kind of sound mm-hmm. that her music is um embodies so yeah when I saw that, I was like, Erica Badu, this is going to be interesting. And I think it's really cool. It's perfect. It's very chill sound, very soulful. RM comes in immediately, hard hitting, you know, F the blah, blah, blah. I was like, he, he was doing a lot of F words <laughs> towards the beginning. So, yeah. Um, I'm just like, well, that's his favorite word, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that's his favorite English curse word. Yeah. Um, um, with this song, I mean, this song was inspired by an artist, which obviously that just makes perfect sense since we know that he loves art and he's exploring that at all times. So I think it's cool that he was inspired by this artist, Yoon, and his works into the song based off that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the basic premise of the song is you have to be human to create art. Right. <clears throat> and I thought it was interesting he stated that he wanted, some, like, somebody who was established and in his mind legendary mm, oh yeah. to sing the chorus because he felt like I don't have the experience, the life experience behind me to really tell people like, hey, being human is more important than anything yeah. above art. So that was where the idea for him to, he knew he needed somebody who's established in the business and he felt like has lived enough experience to be able to say something and that people would respect it or believe it yeah. coming from them. I mean, versus coming from him at 28 you know, years old and still having a lot of experiences to have. And when he said he immediately thought of Erica Badu, I was like, wow. <laughs> but there, I feel like all of their, well, especially the rap lines, music taste is so varied, but I feel like RM is the most widely diverse, diverse yeah. in his music taste. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the thing I liked about Yoon was... Um, there are some of the, some of the lines stuck out to me. One was the me of then was more human. He said that in the beginning when he was talking about going back to when he was nine years old, and I looked at that as you're more human because you have you're innocent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you start to learn more about the world around you and just about how negative humans can be, then a lot of times I feel like you can get jaded. And with that innocence, um, with that lack of innocence comes that oh, I'm, I'm now I'm going to start thinking more about myself because nobody else thinking you know looking out for me thinking about me whatever or you get wrapped up in your own stuff and you just uh your selfishness comes out and you aren't human to other people as you would be um and then my favorite line oh then another thing I wanted to say was that he which is also goes with the whole theme of BTS is going against what other people are telling him to do. Mm. So he was pretty much just yeah. like, you know, people are telling me to do this and that, take this road, take this path, do this. This is how you need to run your career, so to speak. And he's just like, nah. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it my way. Um, and the one line that really spoke to me in the whole song was 
um, the heart that's burnt black on the ashes I write a poem like when I read that line I was just like <laughs> how does he always do this so yeah great song yeah I think the opening little phrase is like the best part mm-hmm. when you saying at the trendsetter I'm gonna turn back the time back the time Far too when I was nine. nine. <laughs> time when there was only the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like me of then was more like a yeah. Yes, because when yeah. you're young, everything is black and white. Yeah. All you know is, is this Simpler good, times. is this bad. It's like, am I, am I being kind is being a good person? Being unkind is being a bad person? Yeah. But then when you get older and you just start to see more nuances and details in life, and like I said, you get wrapped up in your own stuff, and you get mistreated by other people, yeah that can just make you hardened and losing that innocence can lead you to lose your humanity as well. Yeah. Number two, Still Life featuring Anderson Pock. This is my next favorite song. Um, He said that this was the most pop song and he figured Mm -hmm. it would appeal most to the Western uh, audience. (laughs) And I was like, you're right, sir. You knew, you knew, because this definitely appealed to me the most. Um. Yeah. I feel like Closer was another song that is very Western sounding and appealing to me. Yeah. yeah. It also, I mean, that was also all English too. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is some of the words he was saying in the little breakdown yeah. part. He felt this was the most elements of pop and for mm-hmm. um, Western audiences. And then he was talking about the word still life, like in how it is in Korean and English. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Korean, it's something still living, but in English, it's something that's dead. And kind of like that play of like, it's like still life, like it's dead, but it's not, it's alive still. Well, he looked at it as something that, um, right, I mean, that he, he likes to play on words. Yeah. So still life also ties to art. And of course, he likes art a lot. Um, but yeah, I looked at it like still life. It's a snapshot or it's a picture of life. But still life, as in life is still going on. Yeah. Life is still moving. And he, I think he said basically, from an English-speaking standpoint, that's what still, he looked at that's what still life means. Not like still life as this dead thing, which is what it means a Korean. But in English, it means more of like, my life's still moving. My life's still going forward. Yeah. It's definitely a very fun, upbeat mm-hmm. song. Anderson was a good um, choice on that as well. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of my top songs. Just It's like a positive message mm-hmm. kind of song. Um, I liked the line, Give Me No Name Because I'm Untitled, mm, which also yeah. harks back to the art world. Um, he also mentioned Wildflower, too, that he doesn't have a name. He did. He mentioned he did. that. Um, so I, I just like that theme. I like when artists make an album and themes are kind of recurring or lines or words are recurring in different songs. My favorite line is trendsetter. I'm a friend oh, better. Oh, that's my favorite line. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so much of a go and get it that you may grow sick of. And that's definitely it my favorite line. to be what you want to be, unlike what you wish for. I live my life to the fullest as I please, huh? <laughs> that's my favorite part of the yeah. song. No, trendsetter, I'm a friend better is definitely my favorite single line in the whole song because I looked at it like you know, I'm I'm a celebrity, I'm famous, or just period, pe- as people, period, we want to be liked, we want to be in the know, we want to be whatever. But when it really comes down to it, what's more important, that people are looking at you as this cool person 
or that your friends know that you're the best friend, you know, that you could be to that person. He mentioned flowers in this song, too. He did. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, his his theme to me was like he's not locked into the picture that society puts him yeah. in, into that frame, which, again, is referencing art. And then my other favorite line is me rather do it like look at my stain. Mm. And when I first heard that, I was kind of like, what? I just had to sit and think for a second. And then I was just like, a stain. What is a stain? A stain is something that lasts. It's something that doesn't go away, you know, in general. So I felt like, again, he's talking about his legacy and how he wants to leave um, that legacy behind. And he'd rather do something that is long lasting, something that is going to stay like a stain, you know, rather than not. So I like that too. I thought that was pretty cool. And just also, it's interesting because obviously, um, and I've noticed this in Korean songs when they use English, a lot of times they might use a word or a phrase, not in a way that we would use it. No, you know, yeah. Because the, how, how would they know that? You yeah, know, yeah. They're just looking at it from a very, um, what's the word? A very literal standpoint. And obviously, if you don't know as much about a language, you don't know all the cultural nuances behind certain things. So that's why in the beginning I was kind of like, oh, stain, because we in general would think of a stain as having a negative connotation mm -hmm. or being like, oh, I don't think I would have described it in that way. But if you look at it in a very literal sense, I was like, oh, it, it makes sense. I kind of I understand or at least I interpret what he's trying to say here. And it was interesting. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, I think he said, like, basically, you can interpret however you want to. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, which is the cool thing about art in yeah. general, yeah. whether it's music or whatever. The third song is All Day Another featuring favorite. Tableau. Also, um, <laughs> uh, P-Dog produced this song and wrote on it. He's so funny. He is. I was just thinking of some of his comments he was making in the video. He be cracking me up. But, um... Yeah, this also is a beat sound as well. So another favorite. Mm -hmm. Basically, when we were listening to the first time, I was like, wow, we going bang, banger, bangers, bangers, <laughs> back to yeah. back. Um, he said this song is about taste and finding one's taste and preferences mm. um, and originality, you know, in the today's world. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense because in the beginning, the opening lines, he pretty much, um, to me, like he had a... Was he talking about like a com a commercial? He did right, and just basically saying um, how I'll, we just okay, get caught up in this. Stuff. Is so good. He said, "Okay, all these ads these days are the same. They say enjoy your life however you want. They show cool people dancing, cool clothes. When real life is more people with two left feet." Right. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like it was pretty much saying like, don't look to society, culture, media in order to tell you how you should be, what you should like, all of that. Basically, that needs to come from you yourself. And that that's something that he's doing, which is moving forward and learning about himself on his own. Um, I really like Tableau's verse, too. Um, I put down that his verse talks about why we keep the status quo instead of saying our opinions mm -hmm. and how society wants us to live in fear and that we have to fight to keep our individuality. Yeah. And I felt like, again, this goes back to the theme of BTS yeah. since the very beginning of kind of having a voice against authority or government that wants to 
basically oppress you in some way and put you in this box. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. He also, um, in his verse, mentioned uh, DNA and Dynamite, which yeah. are <laughs> harking back to BTS songs. They also did a, a, a note to Epic High, yes. Tabo's group. Um, specifically the song Fly, which was a popular song when RM and Sugar were growing up and that they both liked and admired. So yeah, I thought that was really really cool and i always think it's cool for people to be able to collaborate with you know people who inspired them yeah, you know no, to be able cool. to get to be able to be on that level where you could collaborate with right. someone who inspired you when you were growing up to be in this in this business industry or whatever i think is like beyond cool um so i can only imagine how they feel right you know I'm sure he was like wow finally i finally arrived i'm mm-hmm. here um it was like we were like soulful, chill, hype, 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 and all of a sudden it was like folk song. Folk song. <laughs> I was but like, I wait, love whoa! It. It's like it's such a huge it's switch. It's so up. beautiful. This is my favorite. But it kind of is like a bridge the into the next phase, I think, of the album. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works. Yeah, no, this was definitely a folk song, and he just decided to go for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, I'm trying to think. Who's the lady that he was? Kim Soul, I think. Kim Soul. Mm-hmm. So with her. She hadn't been singing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I basically, I feel like she's, like, had her day, and, like, now she's, like, home with the kids, right. whatever. And her voice is so beautiful, too. He was like, I know I want you on this song. She was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> you want me on this song? Like, what? I'm so shocked. But it works perfectly with it. Um, yeah. So, basically, this one's cool because it has to do with his love for nature. Mm-hmm. And um, just... Finding comfort, basically, that's what he basically was saying. The main thing okay. that song was, it's a pretty short song too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I felt like in the lyrics, what I got from it was that how time keeps moving and um, our memory of things is we forget. We forget certain things. Um, and also I th- how we can forget things because we kind of numb ourselves to mm-hmm. the difficulties of life and try to find ways to cope. But again, that theme of like life moving forward, that's kind of what I took from the actual lyrics themselves reading it. Um, I really don't play this song as that much. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, I would say this song and the last song, number two, I play the least out of the whole album. Yeah, number two for me, I play the least. This song, you do. I do play. I really well, if I'm it. like, I'm going to listen to the album, I'm listening to every song. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just like, I want to hear a quick song from him. Like, I'm not choosing this, mm. basically. It depends on my mood, but more often than not, this is, you know, basically for me with certain albums, there are songs that. I just love from that album. Like, I want to hear this song. And for me, this is one of those songs. Like, if I'm listening to the album, but I'm not listening to it in full, I'm still going to listen to this song. I really like it. <clears throat> yeah, I was just struck by the the fact that it was, like, so upbeat and abruptly just went to this <laughs> chill mode. I was like, yeah. huh? I'm confused. <laughs> Where are we going? What direction are we going in now? That was definitely a little unexpected. So it jarred me. I was like, wait, what? 
it definitely reminded me of his more chill vibes, though, mm-hmm. that he was leaning towards before. I feel like the overall sound is still kind of like a warm, happy vibe. Mm-hmm, definitely. And that's why I like it. Um, it's not a sad song. Yeah, it's not. So even though it's not upbeat, it's just like a warm... It's like putting a blanket on yourself to me. Yeah. And it's a short song, like you said, too. So I really like it. But when we got to the next track, five, <laughs> I was like, you brought me back, RM. You brought me back. Okay. All English song. These next two songs are all English, but this is track number five, closer with Paul Blanco and Mahalia. Mahalia is it Mahalia? Is that it's name? probably not. It's probably not. You know how I me mean, pronounce people's names right. Um, Mahalia. It's probably that's how I would it. think it's pronounced. I literally at work when I have to like call customers, I look up how to pronounce their name. That makes sense. Because I just I can't I can't look at it and be like I'm gonna say it wrong. <laughs> so I was just like how to pronounce and there's a website called how to pronounce mm-hmm. and they, i've used it before <laughs> they tell me and sometimes you know i say their name because sometimes the walks to go get them i'd be like ah lost it you know what i mean <laughs> so sometimes it's still like not foolproof but right. it helps a lot and then um you know certain people's names you know people be saying it wrong all the time so when i say it right they'd be like oh mm-hmm. yeah that's me they'd be all happy i'm like <laughs> yeah I'm like they know i was back there with my headphones <laughs> like Sounding it out. Mahalia. Mahalia. Oh, man. That, yep, that's exactly how I am. Um, this song, I, it was produced by um, this duo called... Um, Han? Han, as I say. I'm going to say Han. And... I guess they just thought of him and sent it to him and he loved it. And then he wanted to keep the girls. I think she did the, like the guiding track, vocal track. Oh, so that's how she ended up. And so he liked her voice. So kept on there, obviously. And then, um, he thought of Paul. He liked Paul's vibes. Then he wanted Paul to be on there as well. And that was an excellent choice Mm -hmm. because his verse, his voice is to me pretty unique and yeah, he just killed it. (laughs) He said this song was, like, the most, like, urban-feeling song, which makes sense. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one line that has everybody up <laughs> in a chokehold. In a chokehold. <laughs> I can't even... Um, I make about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as I heard that line, I was like, yep, this it. This it. Um, you know, I love the song. I mean, it's pretty simple, straightforward song. Guy and girl can't get close. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw someone, oh man, I should have written it down. They were talking about the lyrics of the song and they were saying how, I can't remember, I don't even remember if he said it in his breakdown either, but he probably did. You know, in the beginning, it's like cool, but then like after Paul's, it like changes. It was like a There's like cassette. an interlude. Right. I don't change sounds. Something happened. Yeah. And then like the vibe changes and then, man, I lost it. What the person said they got from it. And I was like, wow, that's a great observation, but I didn't write it down. Yeah. Me neither. I I think you pointed it to me. Yeah. But I don't remember. It was so good. Um, Hold on. Maybe I can get it. I need to look at the lyrics. Maybe that will trigger what I read. Or if that person said, "Oh yeah, because it's like just leave your message off the beat," mm-hmm. and then I don't know. Maybe they're saying it's like now he accepts the fact that they like just can't. It won't it's work, not out. work out. 
Yeah. Maybe that's maybe it was as simple as that. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could remember what it was. Yeah, like you said, it's really direct song because that's literally what I put was loving someone but things don't work out. Yeah. Know, for multiple reasons. It just it's not meant to be. I remember everyone was just like, What's going on, Ariam? Who hurt you? What is what? <laughs> we'll never know. And I feel like the other person we follow, Shanae, was just like, I knew he was going through something. <laughs> like, I feel valid now that he was going through something. Because yeah. she, she felt at one point that he was going through a breakup. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's true. He could have been. And then yep. this song inspired it. I don't really remember him saying anything other than, like, it's straightforward. I feel like he was not trying to give no more type no. of details. Why would he? Um, I mean... They would never. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> they would never give details, to be honest. But I feel like him saying straightforward, I'm like, all right. So we get uh, it. <laughs> you loved someone and didn't work out. All right. <laughs> Thanks, RM. <laughs> so yeah, I love that song. I play that song a lot. The next song, number six, you said you weren't feeling as much as I was. Change part two. <clears throat> yeah, that would be Funny thing, yeah. he was like, I know people are thinking about my original change song that he did. He's like, they're not related. Right. Even though it's part two, right? Even though it says part two. <laughs> he's like, it has nothing to do with the first one. Yeah. I didn't necessarily think that, even Neither though did it did I. say change part two. So I didn't really make a correlation there. But I just felt like, I just did not like the production of the song. Just yeah. didn't do it for me. Um, he said this was the most ex- experimental song definitely is and I loved it as soon as it started I was like yes <laughs> things pay, things change no, people the lyrics change are everything great. change and then it was like yeah. the lyrics are great I but just don't I like think the it was cool I don't know why and I like his voice on it too yeah I feel like he said that um at one point he was who did he do this song with uh, oh Eon I don't know how you say his name E-A-E-O-N mm-hmm. he did that it was produced by him. Okay. And I feel like he, he had said at one point they were discussing a song and he was like a little bit drunk and then like had done some raw vocals and they're like, yeah, we're going to keep that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it may sound a little erratic at times. Right. He was a little, little tipsy. He was, but I feel like it just works. And like the heart that kills me at the was the outro. Yeah. You got to admit it. Don't you get it still? Someday a great grief will do come for you and then you'll know it too. You can't love someone like I do. That's all I can say to you. I mean, yeah. So much of this album spoke to me because it's stuff that I've experienced or it's stuff I'm going through now. Yeah. So this album was very emotional. Yeah. It was very timely and a very emotional album for me. So I've listened to it and cried. I've listened to it and been like... Right. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I just think it's such a great album that really speaks to humanity and just the things that people go through and the way he just has a gift for words and expressing it. So this song definitely, if you thought he was closer, he was feeling a little sad, and then he got in this and was just like, you know what? Forget you, man. Forget you. I can't believe I loved you once. Fool me once. Like, you know what? Nobody gonna ever love you like me, so go on. Try try to have good fun (laughs) with your life, but, you know, just remember this. (laughs) And I feel like I have felt that way before. I've been in a situation like that. Um, And dude did come back at some point, so. Yeah. (laughs) But it was just kind of like when you just, it hurts when you love someone and they just don't appreciate it in the time or, you know, obviously we don't know the details there, but 
then that's what it makes you feel like. It's just like, man, I'm unique, I'm special, and no one's gonna love you and do for you in the way that I, I was loving you and doing for you, but that's okay, go on. <laughs> go ahead, then. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yes, that's the only reason I don't listen to it as much. The production. It's just the production. But the actual lyrics and his voice on on this, over the song is great, but I just am like, I just be... I don't know why. It's, it's kind it of like... It doesn't really work for you. It doesn't work for me, yeah. No. It's, I, it's dissonance to my ears, <laughs> basically. No, it's definitely experimental sound, but it works for me. I love it. I mm. love the vibes of it, for sure. Um, so, that's like a never skip for me. I'm always going to be playing that song. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it gets even more sad <laughs> yeah. for the next song, Lonely. Um, this one also was produced by P-Dog. He did with him. Um, this was... He said this is when he was in uh, Vegas. It came oh, to him. okay. So more recent. That's why I was like, oh, this is a more recent one. But, I mean, basically, he was stuck in a hotel. And um, that's when it came out of him. So it was very raw. He felt it was very raw. And so just his emotions at that time. Right. Um, and he also went guitar, this big element in there. He wanted to mm-hmm. use guitar in that and stuff. So he wrote that with P Dog, just kind of like those feelings of being like home. You're just stuck mm-hmm. and you can't really go out and do stuff, and then you just want to be home in your familiar okay. surroundings. Basically, that's how he was right feeling at the time. But that last line killed me because to me, there's a difference between like. Uh, oh yeah yeah like i'm lonely like i miss home familiarity all of that but that last line somebody loved me but if you think about it but it it goes in line with the 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 songs right yeah like he was lamenting this relationship and then been like screw you but then the day you're just still lonely right and just like you still want to be somebody and And even if you were to just to not like put them together with those songs and he wrote that as separate Mm -hmm. it's still like if you're stuck in a hotel and you by yourself, your brain be going. Mm-hmm. So you're just yeah. like, this hotel, I'm this, I'm, oh, can someone call me? I just want to go home. <laughs> I think by the day, it's like, you you coming back to like, man, I don't have no one actually. Right. Like, somebody love me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it works. It's work. Um, yeah. It's also a sad song. It's sad, but, but it's one I can listen to. Because it's kind of upbeat. Because it's kind of upbeat. Like, Justin Bieber's sad. Mm-mm. I cannot listen Mm-mm. to that. Yeah. Justin Bieber's lonely. I'm sorry. His song. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, that one. And I was in my feels. Like, last week was a tough week for me, and I was in yeah. my feels. So I was like, let me try Kaylin's did thing. Did you Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, let me try Kaylin's thing and just listen to sad songs because I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it kind of works. It does. I'm telling it you, it works. works. Because I, just I just feel like out. sometimes when I'm sad... I want to listen to upbeat music to help pull me out of that. But the way I was feeling, I was like, I, I don't want to listen to upbeat music right now. You, just, you, know, re- you gotta like just release and it. Just release yeah, it. Yeah. I did that. I listened to Justin Bieber's Lonely like, I think at least twice in a row. Yeah. Cried. And you and feel it was better. Just like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it works. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you gotta know like what kind of sad space you're in. Right. Because there yeah. are times I think it's beneficial to listen to, to more pull yourself out of that upbeat yeah kind of that that can be a mm-hmm. way to pull yourself out and that's usually my go-to way to pull myself out of a sad time but i was just like 
you know no. what? I really just wasn't feeling. I wanted to listen to something comforting. Yeah. But I did not want to listen to other music. So I was like, let me throw on some sad songs. So that's what I did. And I was like, I can't knock it. <laughs> um, Number, what is this number? I don't know. Seven? Uh, Hectic. Featuring Cold. cold. <clears throat> I think... This one was really straightforward to me as well. It was also a very pop song as well. Mm-hmm. I love this song too. Mm, it was also yep. produced. I'm telling you, P Dog is the goat. I'm sorry. He's so good. He is such a good producer and writer. And he seems like such a genuinely like funny yeah. person. So he also was on this one. Um, yeah, this one's pretty straightforward too. Just it, he said like regrets and complicated feelings, basically. That's the kind of like two words that he used. Oh, okay. Um, to describe like what he was feeling with this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it makes sense if you look at like <clears throat> the lyrics of the song. Let me see where <laughs> another awkward smile on my face. All these worn out memories among people who have nothing to talk about. <laughs> um. Yeah, because it's just basically like you're just in the same grind. That's mm-hmm. how I took it. You're just in the same day to day. There's nothing that exciting that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the things be busy. I just put the mindless routine of life. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what I was like. It's just it like, like you're going and going and you're just like, all right. Um, but then there's elements, I think, in the lyrics where there is talking about regretting some stuff and like I don't really know what he means by the complicated feelings. Yeah. But I love this song. Mm-hmm. Um, he called it city pop. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I like there's so many terminologies for stuff that I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, this song I play it like when you're just coming home from work or going to work, you're just like, <laughs> people, people talking the same stuff. <laughs> it's the reason they all spent. They're just doing it over and over again. <laughs> um, he mentioned soul in this song, too. I guess I don't remember you talking about this song. I was like, is this song something that you were into or not? Like it's okay um, to you? No, I like it. It's if I'm listening to the album, I'm gonna listen to Hectic. Oh, yeah. okay. I liked it. I liked his na 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 na. You know, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, it's kind of like, and I feel like the song matches the lyrics because the song is like a steady, to it me is. like driving. Da, it da, is. Da, 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 da. So it kind of goes with it. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's just another song that's really, you know, touches on life. Today was hectic. There was nothing momentous, nothing romantic. It's just like, ah, another day, (laughs) just another day in the routine and in the grind and stuff. That's pretty much how I looked at it as. We already talked about Wildflower, but that's the next song that comes after this. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like after he's like contemplated 
his regrets and feelings and like looking at himself as being a human and all this stuff and then he gets to wildflower and just like this is what I'm about to be what I decide I'm gonna do moving forward and then it transitions into the last song which is number two which is like his representation he said of like transitioning to his next chapter hmm. which why he hmm. called it number two Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, and this is featuring Park Ji Yoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what group she was a part of, but she was a part of some group, I think. Or maybe she was a solo artist. I don't know. But um, yeah, basically, this was representing like moving the next phase of life, and just being like wherever he is at right now is his best version of himself. He doesn't like look back mm-hmm. at everything that's happened. Um, and just like keep moving forward, like all those stuff that happened is done with basically, and you're yeah. just what you're supposed to be at this time. You did what was best at that time, and mm-hmm. you're doing the best you are at this time. Yeah, when I read the lyrics to this, I cried. Yeah, because I feel like when I heard this song, like I said, I know I said I least listen to the most, but the <laughs> lyrics I feel are like the most meaningful lyrics mm-hmm. to me out of the whole album, next to like Wildflower. I would agree. Yeah. Um. Definitely the most meaningful, yeah, definitely most meaningful and emotional way because, um, yeah, I've just, I just feel like, again, this is something that's such a huge part of uh, human, the human experience is you look back and you have regrets. You have things that you did or said that maybe you wish you hadn't, or even if you don't regret it, you look back and realize I'm a different person. I think he mentioned like all the things I said in interviews back then and all of that, like, that's not who I am now. And I think sometimes, and I've gotten this feeling, especially from him, that he feels a bit embarrassed or mm-hmm. um, cringy about some of the things he said or did. And that would always kind of make me feel a little like, oh, in my heart, because I'm just like, Aaron, we're all like that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all are like that as people where you look back and you think like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? I wish I had made a different decision or choice. But what he says in the song, you know, which is what, it's a hope that people would realize is that for the most part, we we're doing the best we can. That's just where we are in life in that moment in life. Everything changes in life. Um, nothing stays the same. So of course, who you are now is probably different from who you are 10 years ago. It's going to be different from who you are 10 years from now because you continue to learn and grow as a person and your thoughts and feelings can change. So um, the fact of not the the line dear don't look back anymore left behind these memories mixed up so vividly will be these remaining lives like extras all you did was just to do your best dear don't look back anymore whatever path you take there's always regrets and then quote he has in quotes yeah you're not all that special like people saying that to him Mm -hmm. i don't cry at such words anymore so i think that um i'm glad that he said this because in the past like i said when i've noticed him talking about when he was in his rap monster era, especially and stuff like that, I felt like you could tell that he wanted to convey so badly that that's not me. You know, that's not me. I've changed all of that. And like I said, that he had this element of embarrassment with it. And I always just felt like, don't be embarrassed about it. That's who you were at that time. And that was fine. And I feel like it seems from this song and the lyrics that he's accepted that. They're like, hey, that was that. I don't have to dwell on it, live back there or whatever, but just accept that it is mm-hmm. what it is and just keep moving forward. 
And, you know, that just spoke to me tremendously because where I'm at in my life right now, period, um, in, a, in a time of change and looking back and thinking about, oh, I could have did this so different. I could have made these different decisions. You know, why did I do this? Why did I say this? But it's like, it's in the past. And when it comes down to it, I can't do anything about it. You know, all I can do is learn from it and move forward and try to make the most of life, period, and take those things that I've learned and apply it to the rest of my life, share it with others, do all those things and to um, not live in regret, not live in the what ifs, because yeah. I feel like if you stay in those spaces, you'll never really truly be happy. And it's just such a waste of time because life is so short and it's not in our control to change anything that happened in the past. All we can do is focus on the here and now and plan for the future. So, yeah, the song itself is not something that I it's not a song that when I'm going to listen to the album, I listen to it like, oh, I got to make sure I listen to this. Mm -hmm. But lyrically, yes, the song spoke to me um, a lot. Like I said, if I'm listening to it from beginning to end, I'm going to listen to it. But if mm -hmm. I'm just picking a song, right? my top songs are going to be Still Life All Day and Closer, um, Change Part 2, and Hectic. Mm -hmm. Those are like my top songs, I would say. Yeah. 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 Once again, Kim Nam June writes a masterpiece. Above and just delivers... It's not like I was expecting. I told you I was yeah. expecting a lot, yeah. and he went above it. Like <laughs> you were there was no doubt. I knew it was gonna be great. I just knew it. He just delivered. That's just what he does. He delivers. Okay. Um. Yeah, I like I like where he's gone from beginning to now. Mm -hmm. You know his direction, and um, it'll be interesting to see what he comes in the next. I feel like he said he already worked on the next one. Hmm. So, here I thought he was burnt out. <laughs> no, I think he I think was he burnt is. out. He, he from was from BTS because <laughs> that's a whole yeah. another thing. But like him, he mentioned personally, that even in the the yeah. festa that being on the K-pop hamster wheel basically didn't give any of the members a chance to explore what they wanted to do on a so personal level. So now he level. can. Yes. So I think that's why. So I'm curious. I mean, I don't know the timeline of, you know, what they're right. going and stuff. Like, yeah. will he release something again right before he leaves? Like, I'm mm -hmm. curious if that's going to happen. That'll be interesting. Um, But yeah. So, yeah, I think this is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to where he's going to keep going. Um, Yeah, he basically said the end of his, like, breakdown was just, like, this album hopefully is another way for people to get to know him more. Him as himself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just wants us to kind of the same thing he's trying to like last just like a meadow that's what he said mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool um i know you haven't seen all the promotional content just old clips mm -hmm. he did a lot of stuff he did there was a lot of content and he's still doing stuff he's on that show what's it the useful dictionary yeah Dictionary of Useless Knowledge I haven't watched or something that. like that. I haven't watched that either. Just, again, clips. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen tons of clips. I've just seen um, all the music stuff. I finally caught up on that. Mm -hmm. So his Live New York, Soul, Tiny Desk. And then, um, yeah, that was it. Um, I was surprised. I didn't know he was going to release another single music video or still life so that was cool that he did mm -hmm. that that was unexpected i was yeah. as unexpected i feel like they dropped the teaser and then it was released two hours later 
It was so quick. I was like, wait, <laughs> did y'all mean to do that? Um, and the Tiny Desk also came out, I think, the same day as his release, too, I think. I think so, yeah. It did. But I think that made sense. The stuff he did was definitely him, you know? Mm-hmm. Tiny Desk, Small Intimate, The Soul, the, the iconic place, music place he wanted to do that. Something that's cool. He was able to do that. And then the art scene is in New York at the that art place. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I did all that. I will forever be looking at those 200 people <laughs> that got to see him. Talk Whoa. about regrets. Right. <laughs> like, I regret that I was not <laughs> in South Korea and I regret the lottery didn't choose me. <laughs> like, wow. Can you imagine if you got that email saying you got picked 200 people? Yeah, that's crazy. And it was cool. What I loved about it is that it was no phones. Mm-hmm. You had to just live in the moment. Just be in all and just vibe to the music. I'm glad they filmed it for everyone else to see. I yeah. appreciate that. I mean, even for the people who were there. Because you know how oh, you, don't, you don't remember details. Right. You'll be in a fog. You'll be in a daze. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good for them, too. Um, and they got like exclusive type of like merch stuff. I ain't jealous. <laughs> I am not jealous. And then they took that picture. Those people in the front. I was like, oh. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And then he had everybody come through that was Korean like to perform with them. And they talked mm-hmm. afterwards. They didn't have, I don't, I haven't checked, but they didn't have English subtitles for a long time. I'm like, y'all think it, ever since there's been some updates, I feel like they'd be slacking with the oh, English. Oh, Weavers? Yeah. Yeah. This was YouTube, but still, same thing. Can mm-hmm. y'all, 24 hours, y'all just Yeah, I feel it. like it used to be basically by the next day, you, there'd be English subtitles. I didn't watch his thing right away, and I went, it's like, okay, give it a day or two, be there. Mm-hmm. I went there, it was like, still no English subtitles. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And he was talking like a minute from some of these people afterwards. Hmm. So I'm just like, what did they say? I want to know what they said. <laughs> um, you know, they probably just talking like a little bit about like working with him and... Mm-hmm. The song. I'm sure that's all they're really doing, but don't know. <laughs> no translations. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody was so pumped because they did not know. They was expect all, out. yeah. You expect all of that. All the collaborators to come through. Yeah, but you got to watch the breakdown when he does it. There's a lot more that he says oh, in yeah. there for sure. It's definitely content that's up my alley. <clears throat> um. Oh. And even his packaging of his um, album, I love it because it's also like very artistic, like mm-hmm. an art book. Yeah. I thought that was cool. He has like different art pieces. He, like he made art to go with it. So I think that's cool. Just keeping with this art theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you didn't watch his uh, vlogs, his all day vlog. It was broken up in two parts. Yeah. Um, I've seen the infamous clips. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure you saw the clips. But I thought those were cool. I thought it was pretty chill. I was not expecting him to like show us his house. I was like, oh, you really give us a tour of your place. Wow. It's like an art museum, basically. In there. <laughs> like He has three rooms, I think, he showed. Of course, his room and the other two rooms. And like they don't have anything in there but like art pieces. I was like, your room is like a, your house is like a museum, basically. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, it was cool. But it was pretty chill. I mean, he just got up and like was eating and chilling and um then he went to work 
did some practice for tying desks. That's what he was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the gym. Oh, he biked. He biked mm-hmm. where he was chilling, showing his bike. The place he used to go when he, I don't know if he goes there still. He, he said he used to. And then um, he went back home and one of his friend slash one of the producers, um, John Yoon, stopped by. Mm-hmm. And they like ate dinner and they were going through the full album because he hadn't heard it yet and he was talking about Tiny Desk and stuff. And that was it. A day with RM. <laughs> so I thought it was cool. I was dying the fact that he was doing stuff in slides and barefoot. <laughs> I was Exercising, like, is that a thing? Yeah. I can't be running barefoot on a little like treadmill. Yeah. Because he was running barefoot on that. Because I mean, that's probably hard to flip flops, but well, it's not flip flop slides. I don't know. They be doing that a lot though. Even in the past videos, I'm like, do y'all own sneakers? They be dancing in slides. Like dance practices. I would <laughs> hurt myself. I don't get it. They love it though. Any final thoughts about RM's Indigo? No, just that it's definitely something that I will be playing. I feel like for years to come. <laughs> no, I think it's definitely a classic. Yeah. And I think that I finally get when they were like, this is a first official solo stuff because the other stuff was right. good. Like this feels like an actual like completed body of work, a story. Yeah. Like, fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I never say this and stuff and I hear other people talk about it. I'm like, should I start saying that with like, guys, don't forget to subscribe. Oh, to brother. our podcast <laughs> don't forget to leave us a review <laughs> leave us a five star review <laughs> I'm like if am I really doing so that so led sure. I don't know cause you know people I'll be the same thing you be listening to stuff but you don't click that follow mm-hmm. and then you just don't know like are people actually trying to follow this right does but, anybody care right does anybody <laughs> care is <laughs> anybody listening <laughs> um but then it just seems so like I mean it's self promotion you have to do it if that's yeah I just felt like, you know, it's the goal. It's whatever your goal would be. You know, for me, I'm just doing this because we both love talking about K-pop together. So I felt like I don't care if it's recorded. (laughs) That's pretty much how I look at it. It's conversations that we would be having anyway. And we're just hitting the record button. So this this is your baby. (laughs) Run it how you want to. So I'm like, obviously, if, if you're putting out a podcast and you would think, yeah, it'd be great if it got some traction and people listened and people enjoyed but for me, it's just about, I enjoy talking about it with you. This was something you wanted to do. And I was like, sure. Well, next up, guys, get her on video. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Gotta no. get her on video. You know, video is the way to go. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. All the finger hearts to you. We purple you.